This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. And here on Warden's Watch today, we have Steve Bellatran from International Game Warden Magazine who writes the Timber Tech articles in that magazine, and we also have... Eric Ritchie of Sovereign Sportsman Solution, and we're talking technology today, so it's pretty cool to have both of you guys, and thank you, Eric, for joining us. Eric's on his way to Africa, correct? That's uh, that's correct. I'm, I'm not being booked. It looks like I'm being booked in somewhere, but I'm not. It, it, it um, does. I mean, that that, I mean, that video <laughs> is um, for, for sure, <laughs> and, and, and seeing this is your last call, that's not pretty good. You know, you only get one call, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm in an airport. Yeah. Okay, so we, we've verified that. So we're we're we're, we're good, man. We're good. So and, and talking about technology, using technology is pretty awesome. Just you know, the Zoom connection, being able to talk to you in Atlanta, and here we are in Nashville, sitting here and discussing technology and and using the technology that, frankly, I hate to say it, COVID improved vastly. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I was trying to do this Zoom meetings before COVID and explaining using cameras and audio and stuff to people. It was like a 45 minute discussion before I could even bring them up. Now everybody's on board. Boom, boom, <clears throat> boom, boom. Uh, now I got to work with lighting because we look dark, I'm sure. So <laughs> that's the next thing. <laughs> yeah. So in the, next year. In, in the discussion, Eric, with technology, <laughs> and that that's your Sovereign Sportsman solution is pretty much technology driven correct it, it is we are, are purely a technology company that's uh that's focused on building the large uh, fish and wildlife licensing and conservation platforms for fish and wildlife agencies all over north america including the u.s and canada yeah wow that's a lot of data isn't it amazing <clears throat> it is a a i think they classify it as a butt ton of data a butt ton. <laughs> yeah 
A butt ton of data. A little bit more he's than the, a terabyte. He's the technical yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like him. Yeah, butt ton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can boil it down if I need to. Yeah. Wayne. And you guys are servicing like 13 states currently? Yeah. We, well, we've got to. We just signed our, our 21st contract uh, in North America this past year. And, oh. and um, you know, we, we started in fish and wildlife, you know, game licenses, hunt fish licensing and things like that. But we've expanded significantly over the years into a lot of other areas like recreational vehicle licensing and permitting and titling and, you know, uh, snowmobile trail passes and, you know, uh, burn permit systems for, uh, for land, uh, forest and lands management organizations. So yeah, a lot, if it has to do with the outdoors and you have to have a, a document to legally allow you to do some things in the outdoors then we're probably behind some of that. Wow. That's great. And one, one thing I found out is sometimes a lot of people don't know you're behind that. So like officers in the field don't know, you know, S3 is behind what they're using in the field. And that's one yeah, thing I want to bring to delight. Yeah, absolutely. We're, uh, we're probably the, the largest, most unknown tech company in the industry because we, when we build these systems, they're, they're typically for state government agencies and, and we build them and brand them to take on the persona mm. of the state agency uh, because it really is their system. We build them and administer them and, and implement them and host them and, and all those things. But it is really a state government platform. And so, yeah, we're uh, we're okay with being in the background. Yeah, you know, you're the uh, behind the scenes. Kind of tech. Which is really important. But I think it's also important to, for the, the officers to know what's behind, you know, their licensing agency. Because I think that's great that we think it's, you know, all one of that, whether it's New Hampshire or Ohio uh, or Mississippi or something, but knowing what's behind that, because it, it's the backbone, let's face it. Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's such a massive part of, of critical infrastructure for state governments in North America. I mean, in, in, mm. in a lot of the states, about a third of the states in the U.S., I think that it is, uh, is one of the top two most you know, profit centers, biggest profit centers for state agencies, and, uh, and one of the biggest drivers behind most conservation programs at the state level so we're mm. we're super proud to be uh, even if we're behind the green curtain we're super super proud to be there yeah and steve i mean with your technology background how these platforms what has that brought to the officers in the field yeah so i mean it's it's important that an officer has up-to-date information when he's out in the field and the mobile <clears throat> mobile platform is another great place for officers to get information the nice part about it is that a lot of these companies have come up and said, hey, you know, this is a great resource base that, that we could, you know, build a, a platform for and then integrate that into into the different agencies for them to use. So years ago when we had paper licenses and a guy can walk in a store and buy something, uh, maybe have some date change or something, all that stuff's gone now with the technology and the, and the modernization of the, the mobile platform and the computers that we have in the car and stuff. It's just a great way to feed in that information to the modern officer connectivity issues for some guys in those super remote areas is is Mm. a small issue but for the most part everybody's getting well serviced by by companies that are 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 doing this great work you know so uh, from the law enforcement standpoint it's nice to see that we have the good tools that have generally been reserved for the the state troopers and stuff you know that type of stuff but uh i could see that uh helping our local officers and then Obviously, with the international game warden aspect of things and stuff, a lot of different agencies picking up on that type of stuff. So we love to have it, and uh, we love to work with you know with those companies and stuff to let them know you know this is what we need, this is the resource base that we need, and and why, and and then also sharing that those remote area uh, requests and stuff that we have you know to get that information. So it's nice to have it in, in your hand and 
get that information real time. Right. You know what I like about this, Eric, is, is you're so specific. So you had a hunting and fishing background before the technology to bring this to it. Cause that's, uh, you know, you just don't pick that. You got yeah. a passion for it. Yeah. So I, I, I'm a Montana kid. So I, I grew up on a large uh, black Angus cattle ranch in Montana and, uh, it's had some of the best hunting and fishing. I, you know, I grew up really kind of taking it for granted that everybody uh, had access to natural resources like that. And it wasn't until I got a little older in high school and college uh, that I knew that, uh, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't exactly the case. So I actually went to college and ended up, you know, getting into the technology industry in kind of a weird way through the horse racing industry. So back in the late eighties, I helped uh, a family business actually automate the paramutual wagering industry in horse racing. And that started me on a path for kind of bleeding edge uh, research and development uh, companies that I began to start and build around uh, telecommunications hardware and software and built a, you know, a long career doing that. And, um, and that led to getting into a lot of technology business recovery stuff that I did for about eight years with private equity firms around the United States. And it led that led me to uh, the opportunity to take over a failing tech company in 2006 that did all of this stuff in Nashville. And mm. one of the last big projects that I did leading up to taking over that company in Nashville is I integrated some decommissioned military telecom technology to build a rapidly deployable video surveillance solution for the L.A. SWAT team. And, you know, I grew up in a, in a big military family and and uh, law enforcement has always been super, super close to my heart and uh, dedicated a portion of my career to, to finding out ways to, to, to enable officers to get data and to get intel in, in real time fashion. And so when I got into this industry back in 2006, when I took that business over, uh, one of the first things that I looked at was was the uh, was the conservation officer tech. And and at that point in 2006, there really wasn't any. I mean, mm. it was I jokingly say it was it was like equipping our officers with a with a purple crayon and a big cheap riding pad, you know, out in out in the field, especially if they're three miles away from their truck or or whatever. So I went into full R&D mode in 2007 and we uh, we developed the first ever enforcement mobile solution based on a, a Motorola MC70 device and and taking advantage of, uh, of nightly downloads to that device of licensing data from the platforms. And that's where it all, all kicked off. So wow. it's this avails me to scratch a lot of itches, and uh, I love law enforcement, I love tech, and most importantly, I love giving tech to law enforcement. And so it's just been a really cool kind of white landscape, a white canvas for us from a tech standpoint, and we really pride ourselves as innovators at, at Sovereign Sportsman Solutions, and uh, I get to go out every day and, and scratch tech itches uh, that make sense, and this is, uh, this is definitely one of them, for sure. Wow, I know. I think we appreciate it. I'm like, like just what Steve was saying, everything is at our fingertips now where we need it. Cause sometimes even the radios didn't work and then the dispatchers are looking it up. And sometimes that gets frustrating because you get lost in the communication. So, or they're busy and you don't dare write a, run a, a fishing license or a hunting license because they're busy. So having uh, a handheld operation, it, it doesn't get any better. It's, it, it's, it's interesting because it is such a, there is such a heavy need for that, right? And so when it comes down to conservation uh, technology and law enforcement, we always seem to kind of take a backseat uh, to the technology that's being pushed to your major agencies, yeah. you know, your yeah. LAPD, your Chicago PD, your state and federal agencies. And we have a unique need and we have a, a, a unique user base as well. Mm. And, uh, and then, you know, that database and those tools and stuff are important because we could start work, you know, working on case, solving cases based upon, you know, aggregate data of which, you know, where these people have harvested animals, where they, where they're going and, 
you know, uh, we could do comparative databases for, for addresses, for licensing fraud and different types of things that are out there. So the neat part about it is that you have a, a unique company out there that has this innovation to say, hey, you know, I love the outdoors, I love technology, and I love law enforcement. And that, you know, that triangle right there is such a benefit to, to local game wardens today uh, from the te- technical aspect because we need that, right? Mm. And so we do get a lot of geeks out there, myself being one of them, you know, that, that <laughs> love, you know, love computers and stuff. Proud. And we, yeah. yeah, yeah I can see you guys right? are going to get along proud. just fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'm excited. This guy's talking, you know, about things and stuff. And uh, so, but you have that and then you have the outdoor guy that loves it, right? But a lot of those outdoor guys, they just don't share that passion for the technical base. And, and then you have law enforcement, right? So, you know, you have the, three of those people to kind of wrap them all into one and know that there's a finished product out there that can work is 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 really i mean that's the key thing that you're looking for i I love what you're doing as far as things go it's uh it's it's a well-needed industry it's great for the officers today because before it was just all like i said you know a big old purple crayon and and a a piece of paper so uh, trying to get through a lot of that stuff but uh it's nice to see all that stuff come together it really is yeah and as the non-techie game warden i think uh, it's important to me where you came from eric that's where, where, where your roots are, uh, the hunting, the fishing, the background, the outdoors. Uh, a l- lot of tech companies don't have that, nor do they care. True. Yeah. It's true. I, you know, I, I, I tell people, and we, you know, we built a, you know, our, our, our company is really a family of, of like-minded people. And, and you know, there's a, a lot of our employees have been with us for, you know, six, seven, eight, more than 10 years, some of them. And so it, it's just a, I, I feel that it's just a really honorable the ability for us to be able to bring, you know, innovation to a to a part of the industry that has been so innovation light for mm. so long, and provide things that um, that that really uh, the intent of those projects and those products are intended to, to to first and foremost keep the officers safe in the field, but then give them access to data that allows them to do their job in the field without having to retreat back to their squad car, or their truck, or you know, to a main office to get right. the information that they need, and so. You know, the big nut that we're cracking over the last couple of years has been the just the offline capabilities. The province of Ontario, one of our clients, about uh, 85% of all the hunting and fishing that happens in the province of Ontario is above the medial line of that province. And there's no cell communications in that area at all. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go back to the drawing board and come up with some really innovative ways to enable officers to, to access data. And what we did is we, we began to leverage, leverage QR codes and embed all of the licensing data for those customers in the QR code and encrypted QR code that was then printed on the actual license itself. Wow. And then built a law enforcement app that would allow it to be decrypted in the field so they could do it in a complete offline capacity. And it, and it was a game changer for the province. I mean, the, the enforcement officer had never had that level of, of direct access uh, in that way. So that we're super proud of some of these things for sure. Yeah, you should be with that. That's, did you know anything about that, Steve? No, but it's, it's amazing because as an end user, you know, you're out there and, and you do, you feel helpless without your technical back end. Everybody's used to going, Oh, hang on a second. Let me look that up. And you know, what is the size limit here or there or whatever? And the offline capacity, I know for me, when I go in those remote areas, even just say Google maps, right? I, I got to download my offline capacity. Mm-hmm. So that integration aspect and stuff is just another tool for you while you're out in the field. Uh, the encryption aspect, obviously, you know, well above board and stuff with, uh, governments requiring, you know, high security level uh, types of stuff. What a neat tool for them to be out there and just bingo, pop that out. Also, I would imagine that a lot of that data then can get, you know, aggregate back into the to the phone and sit, you know, sit and wait until a signal comes back in and then go back That's in right. and 
tie into right. a database, you know, so it's given, yep. given your managers, it's given your department, it's given, you know, all that data exchange is, is valuable, right? It's saying that the officer's doing his job, he's out there checking, and then it, you know, feeds back uh, in, in that respect later on. And maybe a hit later on to say, hey, you know, this guy was checked a couple of years ago, you know, through a direct scan, a direct QR code <clears throat> scan. So kind of neat stuff. Uh, definitely geeky, probably a lot more powerful <laughs> than what the, the local warden knows, you know, but like, I'm excited just to hear about it, you know, so mm. that's good stuff. No, that, yeah, that's... It, it's my intent to arm all the geeks in the country. They're wired like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Oh, QR codes are so cool because, uh, like, I think we did my Operation Game Thief trailer in 2010, and a techie kid I was working with, all you got to do a QR code because that's that's what the world's going to be in the future. Well, he didn't tell me it was going to be like 2022 before people started using QR codes, but (laughs) so I put it on that OGT trailer, and then I had an international group from China that actually I got to work with through the State Department, which was pretty cool program. Brought them, and I had my OGT trailer, and they were looking at all the animals and stuff. And I was, you know, through the interpreter talking about poaching in America and, and things like that. They get to the back, they see that QR code, and it was like they all start talking in Chinese. And I am like, what is the big deal here to the interpreter? And she is like, QR codes is one of the first ones I've seen in the United States and in China. Everything is a QR code. She's like, beggars on the street hold a QR code and you scan to, because it's a digital economy. And I just, that was the first time I've ever seen a big deal over what I perceive to be nothing. Today, we see QR codes and being used more and more and more. Still not to the extent they're done overseas, but very very interesting. Well, Wayne, Wayne, you were a... You were QR code before QR code was cool then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I used to get more questions. What's that squiggly thing yeah, on yeah. the trailer? And, right. you know, I just shook my head. I'm like, I don't know why I did that thing. But uh, now now today they can scan that. It goes right to where to report in New Hampshire for Operation Game Thief. So, and I think in the future, you know, my cards for Warden's Watch are going to be at a QR code on the back so you can scan those. You know, I, I think our licenses, you know, should have a QR code where to, to produce, you know, a poaching, you know, report a poacher here's a qr code and it just yeah. saves that extra link of looking it makes simpler for simple people like me yeah so. and there's and listen the, the the space is wide open we're we're playing around with some really cool uses of uh of rfid uh stuff right now for for coastal fishing vessels and and a whole bunch of you know stuff like that where a, a law enforcement vessel can come up next and once they get within mm. 40 yards of a vessel they can uh, rfid every single wow. boat license and captain information everything from that boat without actually even boarding it uh. and so uh yeah just i mean that's the stuff that i, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and just just go nuts you know over stuff like that i just love it do you do and that so, to stave wake up at three in the morning and think of this geek stuff Actually, I'm not going to sleep tonight. You know, it sounds weird, but you know, when you start to wrap around your head around all the technical, you know, aspect that's out there, and, and especially for your fishing game agencies that really haven't been able to tap into a lot of that resource, mm. it is amazing because imagine, yeah, part of your licensing agreement on there, people buy their fishing license. I, I come here to Tennessee, I've got my license digitally on my phone, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, for a guy to be cruising by and to say, oh, I know that this person's properly licensed, or Look at this. Of these 200 fishermen, these guys don't have trout stamps or they don't have this this coastal license or whatever. And so it kind of gives you that uh, reasonable suspicion to kind of move in there and, and have a closer look. So yeah. the technology aspect of it, 
is is a great benefit. You know what the other benefit, Eric, is to, to what you're doing is uh, I don't have to board that vessel and look at their three-ring binder in 10-foot seas, and I'm ready to puke my guts out <laughs> right, right. thinking, you know, figuring out if they have the proper stuff. And, and it's always a mess, and you can't find one one permit that you're looking for and you're to scan that oh my goodness uh, oh yeah and then and then take it a step further then then you start having like i do having ideas about how, how you automate the catch record cards for those vessels you know how you how you can you can automate the, the gulf shrimping operations in the, off the coast of louisiana by by having all that available information rfid and uh, and even to automate the process of going uh, dock to table for gulf shrimp operations and you know you know, Maui, you know, Mahi Mahi and all that kind of, I mean, it's just endless. And, and, mm. um, if, if you just have the mindset to, to think one, that tech and the outdoors are not, ex- do not need to be exclusive one from the other. And you start saying there's so many applications of existing technology out there that can benefit the outdoor industry. Um, then it cracks open a, a whole new world of, of, of options for us to consider. And, uh, and we're, you know, we expend a, a significant amount of R and D, I think more than, Last I checked, more than any other vendor in, in the space on an annual basis to just look and discover and investigate and mock up and prototype, you know, stuff like this that, that we think is really going to move the dial two or three years from now. Yeah, it's, it's exciting for sure. Yeah. You know, these investigative tools too. I mean, when you have this, obviously, this is a service you're providing to the state and the public and everything. But when you start to have that aggregate data and we're finding officers today utilizing that data that's out there just through you know, through comparative analysis through different states or provinces and stuff where they could grab a couple of different databases and start to look and say, well, you know, he's claiming residency here or claiming residency there. And another thing you talk about with this this electronic, you know, the RFID and, and that, I, I always imagine the guy that pulls out a wallet that's this thick, right? You know, and so he, he starts thumbing it open. And, and, and any game or no, I'll test this, you know. And so it's like, I'm looking, I'm like, I see 09. I'm like, it's 13 years old. Get rid of that license, you know, and it's for it's for some other state or so. Oh, yeah, I went to, you know, fishing out here in Nebraska. You know, I'm like, okay, I just need something with a 22 <laughs> on it. And once I see the 22, then, you know, then we can start dicing through the different states you have there and everything. But uh, those days, I mean, I, I usually give them a 10-minute time limit, right? But so now I'm going to pop up. I'm going to have this right here. And uh, I'll just bing, bing, you know, so I'll get a quick notification. Hey, everything's good to go uh, out on that vessel. So what a what a great concept moving forward with that. That's that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I know. It is, it's fun for sure. Yeah. And I, I you know, the, uh, the, one of the big, uh, you know, another area, and you guys are probably very familiar with this, the, the whole industry is really operated off of uh, a, a database of, of violation data, you know, for 20 years that's outdated and hard to access and, and all that, the violators compact information. And so we're now at a, at a, in a position where uh, we have so many, our growing list of state agency clients, both here in the U.S., that there's absolutely no reason whatsoever why all of that revocation and violation data should not be available in real time, both directions. We ought to have a, a standardized way to get data in to a, a common database here in the U.S. That, that, that is able to be parsed and utilized in a way where, where it makes sense and have real-time access for state agencies to pull that data out. And it's not rocket science. It's just it's just time and effort and, and the ability for a lot of states to get together and say, hey, we're, we're tired of accessing six-month-old data from the violators' compact. We want we want data real-time, and then, then we all work together to put it in. So that's that's a little bit longer initiative, but it's definitely on our radar of something we're putting a lot of manpower behind right now as well. Yeah. 
So 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 much of a needed uh, situation because I know a lot of states still do that by, I, you call it by hand, but they physically go through and, and sort that data by hand and then check, check, add this, add that. I know my major, and we're a teeny, teeny state, hates going through that and doing that stuff to add that stuff. So to automate that would be a time saver once again, a headache, sure. you know, it's, it'd be better than aspirin. Well, I mean, you know, to, to, to collectively bring all that data together is, is a key part, too, because, yeah, I mean, you know, each state has their own infrastructure, and this state may put it out in a PDF format. They're this, you know, they may have it in an old access database, or, heck, it might be on an Excel spreadsheet or something. And to yep. have a centralized point to just come in and get that aggregate data, strip out those fields, put them in a collective way to where you could say, yeah, this person's trying to buy a license in this state, and it's showing up a revocation aspect in another state for a reason. So that that type of real-time stuff is long overdue, and that wildlife compact, uh, what is it, 46 states, I think, that are in that? Uh, I think we're, yeah. every. I think every state but one. Oh, I think 49 we're now. 49, okay. yeah, I yeah. think we're, we're almost to that point. Yeah. So I think New Jersey, you know, Massachusetts is the last holdout, and there's okay. currently legislation in there. That may pass. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, once we get them on board, it'd be nice to have a, a central location for that. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, that, that's quite a feat to have that and, many states involved. And in it's still something. hard. It's still hard. Technically, it's still that even that process of the violators compact is uh, the tech is 20 years old. Oh, it's yeah. being utilized for that. So it's great to have all these states on. But if, it, if it's if it's still a technically unusable or invaluable or a not valuable repository of data when you need that information, then then there may as well be one state connected to it. And so, you know, for it to really have the amount of impact that we need it to have in the industry, it's got to, everybody's got to be a part of it. And we got to get, we got to find ways to get data into it quickly and out of it quickly so that we can use that and identify those violators at the point of sale or at the point of uh, communication with them and not, uh, and not four months later and then spend the next year and a half trying to track them down. Right. Mm, yeah. So achievable. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. Once, once you get the, the, the right company to wrap their head around what it is that we need, and knowing that it's attainable, and then you know, fighting through all those different government regulations as well, too, right? So right. it's just, just not a FOIA request to just say, hey, you know, send me, send me all the guys that are, you know, that have been naughty, you know. Uh, so, but and then to have that put into a place, it's 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 valuable information for sure. Yeah, it's a little complex too because we're still figuring out. You know, a, a violation in one state doesn't automatically translate to the same restrictions in another state. So, you're, you're on you know, it. If you get, bust, you get busted poaching deer in one state, that state may prevent you from hunting for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Other states, it's they take everything away from you. You don't have any, you know, uh, hunting or fishing access, but it, it changes. But there's there's ways to get around that through translation tables and different things that we can do technically uh, to make that all available. So we're um, we we definitely that's that's definitely on our list of things that we're tackling now and. And hopefully we'll be able to make some good inroads into that in the future. 
Sounds very technical to me. Oh, I, I, I'm excited about it. You know, like, Translation it codes. Yeah, it is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I have both of you on at the same time, oh, yeah, to be honest yeah. with you. Because <laughs> Wayne, uh, just go ahead and take a break. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll I, can, I, guess, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but I got to explain I'm it to the rest of the guys. To talk, talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to explain it to all the other wardens too, Steve. So, yeah. I, I think I need to be in a like, conversation. Okay. <laughs> Just go off on a sidebar here, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, you know, geez, I, I really appreciate you, Erica, taking your time out on, on travel and everything and joining us. Uh, any Anything you want to say, wrap it up? I mean, you, you've sponsored the Warden's Watch podcast here at the North American Enforcement, Wildlife Enforcement Officers. Let's change that name, man. I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's 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 a mouthful. It, we're, we're game wardens, right? You know, we're so game, we got a game warden yeah. conference here. And the stuff. game warden conference. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. right. That's right. Yeah. So we can interpret yeah. that. So, but uh, really appreciate it. But uh, anything you want to tell us, uh, whether it's about you know sovereign sportsman solutions or whatever, because uh, we've had a, a really really informative for, for me too podcast, and I'm so happy that we were able to connect. I am too, man. I'm, I'm so apologetic that I couldn't be there in person. I know that that was the intent, and. And so I, I really do apologize for that. But this is, a, I'm glad that we could pull this together. Yeah. I mean, I, we, you know, we're big fans. Wayne, as you know, you know, Curtis and I and the rest of the gang at S3, we, we love what you're doing. We want to be a part of it. We're, we're hoping that this is the first of, a, of many sponsorships and many different things that we can do to help get the word off, out about what, what you guys need and, and, uh, and what's not there and, and how we can play a hand in making, making it a safer place for you guys to operate out on the field. You, you know, mo- both Curtis and I have cell phone numbers, and so I do. You know, so I, stuff comes up, man. Just call. We're in. I know where you live, too, but, man, you're never there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. well, I got to keep moving. airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, thanks, Eric. It, it was a really fun podcast, and, uh, you know, having Steve here to, to interpret everything was uh, even even better on the game warden front, for sure. Yeah, it sounds awesome. like there's great yeah, things Steve, ahead. Yeah, look forward to meeting you in person at some point here soon. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, just on a quick side note, you know, the, the, so I, I write this this thing for IGW Magazine. It's called Timber Tech, and the reason why is because we have people like you and I, and I, and I consider us, you know, the geeks, right? And then we have yeah. the re- rest of the folks, the muddy boot guys, you know, who are out there, and they're doing they're doing God's work for for natural resources, but they just don't sometimes can they just can't bridge that technical gap, right? And so yeah. I, I just put together a few few little things to say, hey, you know what? Here it is. It's as simple as this. And, and you could do it, you know, young and old. We're multi-generational. We've got game wardens that are in their 60s. We've got game wardens that are in their early 20s. And even though there's a good, strong technical base for a lot of people, just to know, okay, that it's attainable. So the technology's out there, and they want to go out and they want to count ducks, and they want to go out there and watch guys in binoculars. But let's let's do that with, with thermal, or let's do that with this, or let's, let's do it with a big yeah. back end of technical data, you know, at the end of your phone. You know, it's uh, it's nice to know that there's good companies out there that are pushing those tools for us to use. And I'm, I'm just kind of like the layman that grabs guys and says, hey, come on, sit down. I'll show you how to do it. Let's go ahead and integrate what this great, great technical backend can give to you. And then they realize, wow, this is this is amazing. Mm. I could I could write an extra ticket, or I could I could do this, or I could compare something. And it's it's another investigative tool. So that's that's yeah. that's what I do. And we love, hey, listen, man, we we love getting it, we love getting dirty too. So you know, we do a lot of ride-alongs, and <laughs> yeah. we, you know, when we don't we don't just guess at what we think people need yes. out in the field. I and mean, we'd like to go like when I was doing that project for the LA SWAT team, I went out and lived with the SWAT team for a couple months and deployed that system on live SWAT engagements mm-hmm. and uh, in order to find out exactly how those things needed to, to be deployed. And, and we take the same approach to that in the industry. We don't, we don't just build tech that we think is going to be valuable. We want to take the tech 
in the field with you guys, right. you know, figure out what is going, what is actually the most valuable thing that we can be doing technically for you guys, right. so we get it right the first time. So any opportunities like that, man, I'm uh, I'm totally in. Just uh, just ring me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's good, too, to know what the end user is looking for, right? I mean, so, you know, we yep, know that we can totally. provide to the sky of all this in aggregate. But, I mean, do we really, you know, what, what do we really need out of it, right? I, I might need to search something by, you know, something simple. And uh, and having those end users, like you being out with the SWAT team and stuff, makes a big difference. To be able to ask those guys, you know, hey, what do you need in real time? This is what I, you know, this is what critical to the mission. We'd love to have all this other stuff when we're sitting back, you know, in the office, which is great, but... This is really what we need. So that's what I try and bridge to, to the different guys in the field. Yeah. Great. No. Yeah, it's been fun, guys, even, if, yeah. even though it's been from an airport. We made your layover go a little bit quicker, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and as we were talking earlier, this might be my last podcast ever yeah this if could this leopard right. if the leopard hunt doesn't go well if so. this goes this could go viral yeah well, well live stream it <laughs> or so we're gonna have to yeah. do one when he comes back alive yeah, so to make sure right right, right, right. <laughs> proof of life right proof yeah, of yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right yeah <laughs> hey enjoy man enjoy and thank you so much yeah really appreciate it guys have fun wayne and it'll be good to debrief you know next when i get back i'll give you a ring absolutely take care all right thank you yep. safe yeah. travels yep See, you worried about getting excited. You get excited. I saw that. You yeah, know, you, you get fired up there, man. You know, it, it's funny because uh, before I was a, a, you know, in law enforcement and stuff, I was I was a computer programmer. You know, so it's like I just really enjoyed that good long history of it. I never really let it go, despite the technology changing over the years. And uh, back in the day, it was all computer based stuff. Now we got these mobile devices and iPads and everything else that's out there. You know, I, I love them both equally. I mean, I really do love the natural resources. I love technology, and I love when those two things can merge and, you know, kind of feed both passions. So mm. for me, the natural resource protection is, is super important. You know, why not Why not use every tool that we have? You know, yeah. I mean, we, we got the gun. We train uh, twice a year. We qualify. We do all that other stuff. Okay, here's handcuffing, defensive tactics. But, you know, what a great tool. And it's it's nice to know that there's companies out there that are investing in in, in our platform. Yeah. Know? So that's, but, that's but what the companies that hunt and fish and yes. enjoy the outdoors. Yes. 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 It's got to be important to it's important to me mm-hmm. to know what that back backstory is that New Hampshire, you know, Ohio, Mississippi has all this front end. What runs the back end? It's Sovereign Sportsman Solutions and yeah. this is why they do it cuz he had a passion for tech and he had a passion yep. for the outdoors and that's why he's in this venue and he wants to make it to happen. I think I just think that's really important in the long run. Yeah, and so it's it's funny too because him having that outdoor passion, it, we're not just grabbing an off-the-shelf product, right? I mean, you know, so mm. we can we can do all this. You know, let's take Microsoft Word and create a d- database. You know, we're we're actually taking the end user off the shelf, and we're building the model around that, as opposed to a model, and then we're we're trying to fit our pieces into it. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have somebody that has that outdoor experience and the expertise, and then also the passion too for the end user. So that that's that's key for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 really cool. And you explain it to the field guy mm-hmm. on how to use it. He sees the benefit of that. Right, right. I think we're all. I mean, as a lieutenant, I always said I'd rather forget my gun at home than my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you need them both. But yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Need, uh, I'm just saying, if yes. I had to lose one or the other, so uh, yeah, I'd yeah. leave the gun at home because yeah. that cell phone is just priceless. You know, yeah. I might I may need that gun, but I need that. I definitely need that cell phone. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Very, very cool conversation. And uh, rather than branching into a lot of 
of other tech stuff. I think we're, you know, we're going to seal this right up here, Steve, Sounds because good. I think it was a, a good conversation on that technology platforms that we're all using it, whether regardless whether what company's running it. I yeah. think everybody's moving to that. So yeah, yeah, for but, sure. But we have we have a lot more discussions on a lot more technology that's out there. So you might be a regular here on the, on the Warden's Watch podcast. If you, um, if you could handle it, I'll talk terabytes all day long. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, oh boy, I don't know if I can talk terabytes all okay. day long, but. Okay, well, we'll do the connecting for sure. Uh, yeah, because uh, the, the articles are, are, are awesome. I mean, you're definitely making that connection. I mean, I, I mentioned you know, the cell phones, you know, the, the, the imaging cell phones that send our cameras, trail cameras that are going right to your cell phones. Mm-hmm. Some of the apps that the guys can use on their cell phone for, you know, getting more information. The geofencing that you just wrote an article on. I mean, there's so much out there, and it's expanding so quickly to keep people up to, to date and how they can enhance their investigations and things like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of cost, you know, cost-saving things that you could do that put in place. Mm. I just am passionate about the technology, but uh, great, great, uh, great exchange of information here. You know, yeah. it looked, looked good and stuff. It felt good with, uh, I, you know, I love, again, the, talking to the techie people and stuff and then just sharing our passion, right, for the natural resources, yeah. for even sharing this information with your listeners too, right? So this is just another way to share with folks to say, hey, you know what, there's something out there that can make your job a little bit easier, be more efficient when you're out in the field, and then, uh, you know, invest in that natural resource, which is so yeah. important to all of us. And they want to know how to make your job easier too. Yeah, 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 you know, for sure. How you're out there. And, and it sounds like they are. That QR code stuff was amazing. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm going to have to Google all of it now. You yeah, know, you know, just I was like, you're going to check a license and you just scan it and there's all their information right there and download. I mean, I was just, I was fascinated with that. I was just like, that's pretty inundated. And the ship stuff too. I have QR code on the side of a ship that you're going to scan from a distance. Uh, It's RFID, not QR. And the QR code, yeah. So that's where the geek's coming in on me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell me the difference. I was expect- I was like thinking a QR code on the bow. No, so he's saying the QR stuff, you know, that's all offline. So basically, okay. you know, it can dump in and, you know, you don't have the connectivity, but it's it's something that you could compare to a local database that you maybe have on your phone. The RFID is a is a, just a wireless thing that you would come up in your phone where they just communicate with the app on their phone to, you know, to get some information to say, oh, yeah, this person's validated with this. So just like I could maybe airdrop you a photo okay. or these other things, you know, if you ever pull into a place or something and you get a quick ad, it says, you know, blah, blah, blah for this, you know, here's a coupon. It mm-hmm. knows, you know, based upon where you're at. So so in proximity to the it, vessel. It's, it could- it's proximity and, and communication yeah. and, and that type of stuff. The tons of Tons of little micro conversations that your phone is having with other devices on a daily basis. And that's where we get to the geofencing and all that other good stuff. Yeah. Too. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll pick it up on, a, on another yeah, side there. Absolutely, yeah, Steve. I'll, I'll so overload you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us and interpreting of it. So, no problem. Um, so, no and, problem and again, thanks to Sovereign uh, Sportsman Solutions for, uh, you know, supporting Warden's Watch here at the, the conference. Yeah. So. Good, good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.